The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday shopping season is here, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. It's a big-ass gingerbread man soap that you can enjoy without going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs, that is. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap, too. And at almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B. B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z. You'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. We're at the threshold of hell! Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Christmas time in New York, which means millions will be heading to the city to celebrate. Here with some tips on what New York can offer is our city correspondent, Stefan. So, Stefan, lots of people are heading here for a great New York Christmas. Do you have any tips on what they can see and do? If you're old or into fashion, I've got the place for you. New York's hottest holiday club is Blitzen. And right now, they're having their 12 days of Christmas dance party. Oh, 12 days of Christmas. Now, see, that sounds nice. Because it has everything. 12 Jack Delbinos, 11 Little Richards, 10 Piercer Babies, 9 Asian Balkies, 8 Gay Aladdins, 7 Psycho Swearing, 6 Porta Screechins. Puerto Rican Screeches. Of course. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. We all knew that. We all knew that. Five homeless Elmos. <laughs> Four coked up frogs. Three French hens. Taylor Negron. <laughs> and a human parking cone. So. Lay it on me, my man. What's your question? Uh, right. <laughs> my question was what's a, a human parking cone? Yes, it's that thing of when two jacked midgets <laughs> paint themselves orange and you have to parallel park between them. <laughs> The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, this is Patrick Swayze wishing you the best for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, this is Robert Stack of Unsolved Mysteries, wishing you the best for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is Leslie Nielsen. Merry Christmas, you eggnog sucking patsies. <laughs> It is Thursday, December 15, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hello. Hi. What we had there is the the dead celebrity holiday greeting montage. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I do the best I can. This holiday crap. (laughs) Especially, well, I just got to say this. You, Donald Trump. It's yeah, like, you, d- you dick. I made a uh, a post on Facebook the other day where I just uh, it was kind of I don't know what you would call it. It's kind of a an obscure how the Grinch stole Christmas reference to Donald Trump. Right. Saw a picture of Donald Trump standing in front of a uh, bunch of Christmas trees delivering a, one of his victory addresses at one of his victory rallies. 
And so I said, here we see Trump angrily screeching about flu-fluvers, hoo-hoopers, blum-bloopas, and uh, Zuzita Carze, a roller skate type of lacrosse and croquet. Wow. That is a, uh, a mouthful. Yeah, it is a mouthful. Looks better on the page than it does uh, rolling off the tongue, doesn't it? But that's just it. I mean, it's really hard. You know me. I mean, we've been doing this show together since 2011. The first series of Christmas shows we did with the podcast was Christmas 2011. Since then, every year, I wheel out all of the sounds, and I'm really into it, and it's fun, and it's campy and weird, and this year, I'm just like, Ugh. No, this year sucks. Ugh. I mean, everybody's so excited about the thought of 2016 finally ending, but all that means is that 2017 starts. That's right. 2017 yeah, starts to look forward to there's nothing you know things aren't going to get better nope definitely not things are going to get really, really really bad and you know the only thing that we can really uh hope for at this point is that something some bit of news comes along and you know look i've got to really i have to agree with michael moore on this nothing in this election nothing since the very beginning has been normal and i feel right. like why should the peaceful transfer of power be normal? I mean, right. everything has been completely abnormal. And you know what? I'm not necessarily wishing for a massively destabilizing event that will uh, somehow delay the inauguration or something like that. I mean, really, and I guess this is this is traditional Bob battling with holy fucking Donald Trump era Bob, <laughs> you know, where on one hand I'm going, I, the, the traditionalist side of me, the normalcy side of me is going, yes, we should have a peaceful transfer of power. The other side of me, the side of me that's looking no. at everything that's been going on, I'm going, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. No. And, and I don't care what anybody said. This is not this is not a matter of, yeah. uh, you know, well, we we sat back and let you do it while Barack Obama did it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? If you compare Barack Obama to Donald Trump, you're you're just you're a fucking moron. Yeah, you yeah. don't deserve to be taken seriously. There's there's no comparison whatsoever between what's happening now and what happened in 2008. I am sorry that just does not apply in any way, shape, or form. I mean, in 2008, the biggest controversy involving Russia was that. Republicans were freaked out because policy advisors being hired inside the White House by the Obama transition team were referred to in the press as czars. And you know what? I, I Here's a correction from Tuesday's show. On Tuesday's show, I said the term czars, which is an invention of the news media, of the political press. They invented this. There is no technical term called czars inside or outside of the White House. It just doesn't right. exist. That goes back. I said it goes back to Ronald Reagan the other day. As if that term goes back to the Reagan era. No, yeah. it goes back even farther. It goes back to the FDR era. Well, the, the press has been using the term czars since the 1930s. Jesus. All right. And so the Reagan, the Reagans, the Republicans <laughs> made a big deal about that in 2008, talking about how uh, Barack Obama is inaugurating the uh, the incoming communist regime in the United States because he's hiring czars, even though czars didn't exist during right. Soviet uh, 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 Russia. Right. It was an invention of the previous. It was an invention of czarist Russia, <laughs> not Soviet Russia. But they mixed that all up, and 
How did I get off on this tangent? Well, of course. Uh, then it was the made-up controversy about the czars. Today, it's an actual controversy involving the an invasion of American sovereignty, a hijacking of yeah. American why are democracy. We, why are we having this conversation? This is the idea that that the idea that Russia did that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that we should have another election. Yeah, we should I mean, have another election. We should have a do-over. We honestly should. And I think this is a case where we've got a uh, an incoming chief executive who, on top of uh, allegedly colluding with the Russian government, and we're we're getting indications more and more often now that he actually did. If if there's actual proof at some point that Trump had something to do with this. That that's going to be it's going to be a glorious thing. Yes, and the latest news to come out of all of this, out of the Russian hacking news story, which needs you to do this. I just forgot. It's by the way, it's day thirty-seven, day thirty-seven of the Trump dictatorship. Uh, so the White House is already starting to talk about Trump's involvement in in Putin's hacking of the election. Right. And when I say hacking the election, I don't specifically mean election day. I just mean the election overall, which could possibly include election day. So this goes back maybe 15, 18 months, something like that. Uh, so you might recall how back in July, when the, fir- when the story first broke, and Ches and I were talking about it on the show quite extensively as being maybe the biggest story, uh, definitely since Watergate, but, he, but certainly bigger than Watergate. Uh, we also talked about how Donald Trump Uh, decided to uh, uh, call upon Russia to continue hacking uh, Hillary Clinton's email to determine where the 33,000 emails went. And by the way, you know, I posted about that again on the Daily Banter. I wrote an article for the Daily Banter that's... (laughs) That's it's become sort of the uh, the bug zapper where all the Trump trolls show up around a particular article. You've had them, haven't you? Oh, yeah. And in this case, I wrote this piece about how uh, 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 Donald Trump begged Russia to continue hacking. And of course, they're all all the Trump trolls are jumping on me saying, well, he was clearly joking. He's clearly joking when he said that. But you know what? Yeah. You know what? First of all, I'm not an idiot. I get it. He it was a uh, it was a tongue in cheek remark, but it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Doesn't you don't joke about crap like that. Yeah, that's it exactly. If you're if you're running for president of the United States, you don't make a joke like that. And I hope that joke translated the way it should have into uh, Russian. You know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, you do a presidential candidate in the midst of what could be a major assault upon American sovereignty. Uh, you don't you don't go and say, hey, please keep doing it, even if it is to joke. This is what I keep writing on Twitter. I keep writing R.I.P. and then in quotes being presidential. There's nothing left anymore. He is de- de- destroying any uh, any tradition when it comes to Well, he's destroying a number of traditions. But one of the main ones is just acting in a presidential way. And that was one of those cases you know, if you want to be considered presidential, you don't ask a foreign power to come in and hack your political right. opponent's emails. Yep. You just don't do that. China. No, and you don't even ask China to do it. God. You don't ask Russia to do it. You don't ask anyone. You don't ask England to do it. You don't ask the uh, alleged 400-pound man in his parents' bedroom hacking. That's who Donald Trump thinks is really doing the hacking. Yeah. Four four hundred pound man in his parents' basement. What did I say? His parents' bedroom. His parents' basement. China, right? Or it could be China. 
I don't know. But this is this is so atrocious. The fact that he is just not even acting in any way, shape, or form presidential. And right. uh, I guess we're, we're, we're totally not surprised. Don't get me wrong. I'm completely not surprised by this because we were talking about this going back to God. I mean, even a year ago, Ches and I were talking about how Donald Trump is just simply not presidential. Yeah, and he had no interest in behaving that way. But at least at that point, we thought, well, maybe he can he can pivot. There's that word. Maybe he can pivot and suddenly become presidential. One of the things we wake up to now is, and this is how we're going to have to wake up, unless he is impeached, unless he steps down, for the next four years, four to eight years, by the way, we're going to have to wake up to, what the f*** did he do today? Yeah. What the what oh, yeah. the f*** did he do while we were sleeping? And it's, gonna, and it's going to happen every single day. Yep. Like I said, it's going to be so overwhelming that there really won't be anything we can do about it because no one knows how to respond to that much corruption. Oh, yeah. And, and that much ridiculousness. There's a reason why presidents should behave presidentially, because it's not just your Trump trolls tuning in and cheering for the greatest hits, lock her up and build the wall and drain the swamp and all of the three word zingers that he's come up with. It's about the international community. It's about people who potentially have nuclear weapons, typo dong missiles and the like <laughs> pointed at friendly governments and friendly cities where civilian lives are at stake. So you you convey a sense of dignity and decorum on the international stage. And certainly Donald Trump's Twitter account is like it or not on the international stage. Everyone can see it. Everyone who cares to look at Donald Trump's Twitter feed. There it is. And so in order to retain a a level of respect for the United States, Donald Trump, as the chief diplomat of the United States, people have been saying the Secretary of State is the chief diplomat. I guess in a a very, very uh, technical sense, that's true. But in a uh, sort of a political science sense, the president is always considered the chief diplomat. And as the chief diplomat, you have a responsibility to represent the United States in a way that is dignified. We're not all a bunch of clowns with stupid hair and ties that are too long held together by scotch tape. Yep. By the way, your article about the way he dresses, I think that might have been the best thing that you've ever written. Huh. That was one of the greatest pieces. <laughs> that had me laughing on the floor from beginning to end. I'm so glad. I'm I glad thought that, was, that yeah. was so because, good. I mean, it's such a little thing. Yeah. But but like I said, aesthetically, aesthetics with him matter because everything about him is is, mm. is basically an assault. It's it's just it's garish and offensive. Everything everything garish. about the way he looks, the way he behaves, and so yeah, you know what? I think aesthetics really matter with him. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, there's without a doubt. I mean, and that's where that's where it begins. I mean, you have to you present yourself in a certain way, and you know we always complain about the uh, the political haircut and the and the tie with the, the jacket and the red tie and the jacket and all that crap with politicians, just generic politicians. Right. But to a certain extent, that's kind of how you got to dress if you want to be taken seriously right and uh and he just i mean you start there and it's the the superficial uh beginning point but it's it's absolutely a part of the whole deal which is you have to present yourself in a way that looks dignified and he looks like a circus clown i mean that's where it ultimately comes down this is where this comes from because he is he's a circus clown he's a he's a buffoon he's a reality show idiot he's a circus geeker he he's the guy who's at the sideshow biting the heads off of chickens for quarters 
<laughs> children. I have this fantasy in my head. Donald Trump's in this uh, circus sideshow, biting the heads off of chickens, and little children are throwing quarters at his feet. I don't know why I have that <laughs> image in my head suddenly. It's just, you know, it's it's the era. It's the time. <laughs> Donald Trump's stirring up weird images in my head. But, I mean, this is all to lead into... Uh, uh, we're going to get back to the Russia thing here in a second, obviously. But uh, while we're talking about being presidential and decorum and Twitter and things like that, uh, did you see what he tweeted at Vanity Fair this morning? Oh, dear God, no. I know he's. I know that's the latest thing he's pissed off about. I just saw the headline. What did that fucking moron say now? He tweeted, has anyone looked at the really poor numbers of Vanity Fair magazine? Way down. Big trouble. Dead. <laughs> he said, Graydon Carter, no talent, will be out. Still still doing that. He's still picking on Graydon Carter. He, he, he hates Graydon Carter. And, you know, it's, it's so fucking funny because uh, here's the president-elect tweeting at Vanity Fair and its editor-in-chief, Graydon Carter. Why? Because Graydon Carter referred to Donald Trump as a short-fingered vulgarian. Yep, he still holds that grudge after 25 years. Not making that up. But we talked about this uh, a while back. Yep, and then he lied about it. He lied about it by yeah. saying... I don't know where this short finger, I don't know where the hand thing came from. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> yes, you do, you f***ing asshole. You've been sending Graydon Carter pictures of your hands with, with them circled in a golden Sharpie for 25 f***ing years. And that is absolutely true. We're not making, that's not a joke. That Donald Trump has actually been doing that, sending Graydon, Car Graydon Carter pictures of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> And and by the way, just to be more specific about it, it's not it's not Donald Trump's hands; it's his fingers. You really take a look because I've been looking at Donald Trump's hands a lot lately. Because every time he shows up uh, in front of a bunch of press cameras, he's doing a lot of pointing these days. You ever notice he's does, doing a lot of pointing with that one stumpy index finger? Of his he's got a pointing. He's got like, a picture of Kellyanne Conway. He's pointing at her. He's pointing at uh, uh, Mike Pence. He's pointing at the audience. <laughs> Morning at everybody with that stumpy little nub of a uh, of an index finger that he's got, but yeah. So so Graydon Carter uh, referred to him as a short fingered vulgarian in like the eighties. Yep. And, yep. So, and when he ran Spy Magazine, <laughs> great. And so here, just unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. So we have the president elect of the United States, the incoming president of the United States, only the forty fifth human being to hold this post if he makes it that far uh going after this uh this writer this editor-in-chief of vanity fair yeah, because the guy that, actually just, and it's going to be like this for you for as long as that clown is fucking in in office yeah yeah and it's going to go and on, this and, is on. Why, and this is why i can't help it you know uh, i you know i don't want to get i don't, don't want to be somebody who says something uh, uh genuinely horrific here but something has to be done to stop him yeah yeah, you know, I, I'm not I'm not advocating violence. I'm not saying that. But some somebody has to do something. Somebody yeah. has to do something. The Electoral College, somebody, somebody has to say that somebody has to end this fucking farce. Yeah. And, and there, there's so many reasons to do it. And, and this is sort exactly. of a point that I, I got sidetracked, but I was going to make this point earlier in the show is that uh, it's not just about. Uh, Donald Trump not being presidential. It's not just about Donald Trump and Russia. There, there, there's a, just such a long list. I think what it ultimately comes down to is just rank incompetence and and the fact that this incompetence is going to stir up a complete destabilization. Let's be perfectly clear about this. I think the reason why people are so freaked out is not necessarily from a policy perspective. I think there are a lot of people. I think we're all 
upset about what's going to happen to Obamacare, what's going to happen to Medicare, what's going to happen to the LGBT community, what's going to happen to reproductive rights, what's going to happen to the Supreme Court. We're all worried about that. But on top of that is this layer of just, oh, my God, you know, what the fuck is going to happen? It's like I made this uh, this drop in for today. We're at the threshold of hell. We are at the threshold of hell because we don't know what's going to happen as of January 20th. How is he going to govern? And the only way we can determine how he's going to govern is how he's campaigned and how he's carried himself. And And today in the middle of the night. Donald Trump went after Graydon Carter and Vanity Fair because Graydon Carter referred to him as a short-fingered vulgarian. So how is he going to react? How is he going to behave as President of the United States? It is entirely possible that he's going to be an autocratic dictator. Of course. You know what they're doing in the Philippines? Have you heard about the Philippines? They've got an autocratic uh, president of the Philippines. The leader of the Philippines is running around uh, actually executing drug users. And Donald Trump, uh, and, and well, executing and imprisoning drug users. Yeah. I underscore the word users. Donald Trump uh, took a, uh, a call from the president of the Philippines right after the election and congratulated the f- president of the Philippines on his uh, drug policy. Hmm. That's, a, that's an actual real story. That's not fake news. That's, that's real story. Real. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Imagine you're you're smoking a joint in the privacy of your own home in uh, Los Angeles or Washington D.C. or uh, in uh, Denver, Colorado, or wherever, and suddenly Donald Trump's goon squad raids your house and puts a bullet in your head. I mean, these are things that could actually happen. I mean, everyone's going, well, not 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 in America. That can't can't possibly happen in America. No, it, it can absolutely happen in America. Wrong. Yes, it can happen in America. It can happen here, and we need to be vigilant about it, and we need to be vigilant about it now before he actually takes the oath of office and and attains that power to be able to do that. I think I found out why Trump is on a tear against Vanity Fair. Yeah, no one's been able to determine what it is. What is it? There's a a piece running in it. I mean, maybe maybe his rent came first. I doubt it. There's a piece running in uh, Vanity Fair right now now called Trump Grill Could Be the Worst Restaurant in America. (laughs) And it reveals everything you need to know about our next president. Oh, Jesus, that sounds great. So what do they do? Say so they kind of take how uh, Trump Grill is being managed and what the food choices are. I don't know. I mean, I haven't read it yet. I'm just all I saw was the headline. That'd be great. Applying Trump Grill to what the Trump presidency would be like. Yeah. Good yep. Lord. All right. We're going to take a, uh, a short break to talk about. Uh, oh, God, we got to talk about steaks. I love Omaha steaks. I love Omaha meats. You know what I love the most about the uh, Omaha steaks family uh, family gift pack is the uh, potatoes au gratin. You know, you say, well, the meatballs are fantastic. The uh, the hamburger patties are, are fantastic. You get all that. The kielbasa, you get extra kielbasa in the, in the family gift pack from Omaha steaks. But the thing I went to the first, right off the bat is the potatoes au gratin. I, God damn, you got to try the potatoes au gratin from Omaha steaks. Uh, for the holidays especially, because I've just been going around uh, just eating. <laughs> just whatever food I can get my hands on, I'm, I'm eating that food. With the holidays coming, how, how do you find the perfect gift for people who love to eat when they seem to already have everything? Maybe you have no ideas at all or you need a new idea this year. There's a way to solve all that with the click of a mouse, no trips to a crowded mall or a crowded superstore. Omaha Steaks with a 77% savings just because you listen to the Bob and Chez Show. For you, the Omaha Steaks Family Gift Pack, which is $49.99. 
but you have to use our code BCS to get that great price. Here's why it's great. For under 50 bucks, you're getting two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, a 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, four agrotten potatoes, love them, four caramel apple tartlets, and a packet of Omaha's own steak seasoning. And because Omaha Steaks is always generous, four more kielbasas for free. Imagine all that food for under 50 bucks, but only because you listen and use our code BCS in the search bar at omahasteaks.com. So don't miss this amazing Bob and Chez offer. Enter our code BCS in the search bar at omahasteaks.com and choose the family gift pack or several for just $49.99 each. That's BCS. Write this down. BCS at omahasteaks.com. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yep, welcome back to the show today. Thank you for joining us on our Thursday show this week. We're at the threshold of hell! Yes, we really are. (laughs) It's uh, 10 days before Christmas. Uh, I guess uh, we should talk about programming. Next week we will be doing, I, I think, normal shows, except for no after party next week. The week of the 19th. No after party on the 23rd, but we'll do a uh, regular show on the 20th on, on Tuesday. Oh, I and should then, warn uh, you now, I may have after party issues tomorrow. I'm in transit. I've got to <laughs> fly out in the morning. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that, that's fine. We, I love uh, announcing housekeeping issues right on the air. I know. Isn't that great? Isn't it great? So so it's like, it's a question mark or is just a big no for the after it's a party? Que- it's a question mark. Okay, Let me double check and see, right, what, yeah. uh, see, what, see what I'm doing. But yeah, I mean, I, I fly beginning... Uh, unless we do, I mean, I, I got to see how long my layover is in Atlanta because I might be able to. Uh, maybe we can fit it in there. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, maybe we'll do it then. Um, if not, it'll be uh, Kimberly Johnson sitting in, I think, again uh, on Friday. Go. But uh, but then we'll you know we'll be back with a regular free show on Tuesday the twentieth, regular free show on uh, on Thursday the twenty second, and then uh, because it's the day before Christmas Eve, no after party on the twenty third. We're going to start our vacation early at that point, and then we'll be off all of Christmas week. And then uh, I think what we'll do is we'll return on the uh, the third of January with the uh, okay. our first show of, of 2017, the harrowing 2017. Yep. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so meanwhile, so um, the White House is now commenting on Trump's involvement in uh, in Russia's hijacking of American democracy. Absolutely. Call it what it is. God damn it. So uh, the White House is commenting on it now. Josh Ernest talking about it from the press room and everyone's going, well, does he speak for the president? Well, yes, duh. He does speak for Barack Obama. That's his entire job. The the press secretary doesn't go around and say things of his own opinion. The press secretary represents the opinion of the White House. That's how it works. And that's what Kellyanne Conway didn't get because Kellyanne Conway's response to Josh Ernest was remarkable. Josh Ernest said yesterday uh, from the, the press room at the White House, the Republican nominee himself calling on Russia to hack his opponent. It might be an indication that he was obviously aware and concluded based on whatever facts or sources he had available to him that Russia was involved with the hijacking of American democracy. Um, and Kellyanne Conway on Fox and Friends. 
Wow. Uh, it's just the phrase. Some of the phrases that I've been saying with regard to the Donald Trump administration, have, I just have to stop and sigh and shake my head and go, we're done. We're just so done. I just like do the big uh, Napoleon Dynamite sigh. Just. Yep. <sighs> mm-hmm. So Kellyanne Conway, the minister of propaganda for the Trump transition. Yeah, pardon me. I don't mean to interrupt. It's definitely the Trump grill story because uh, that's that's trending on Twitter. Is it really? Great. <laughs> so Trump is defending his uh, his restaurant, right? These Is yep. this the same restaurant that makes the taco bowl? Taco bowl, yep. Taco bowl. So Trump is defending the president elect is defending his restaurant. He's not mentioning his restaurant, but he's defending his restaurant by attacking Vanity Fair. This is a conflict of interest. Do you not see this? This is so clear. And he's not going to divest himself. He's not going to walk away from his business. He's not going to do what he has to do. And consequently, he's not only going to be acting only to enrich himself, but he's going to be held uh, for blackmail and held for ransom. uh, All of these businesses he's got around the world. I mean, it's already happening in Turkey. Follow Kurt Eichenwald's story. We mentioned this at the end of Tuesday's show. Go to Newsweek. Follow Kurt Eichenwald's story about what's happening with Turkey. It's really dangerous. It's really, really bad. So, so anyway, back to Kellyanne Conway on Fox and Friends. <sighs> yep. She said, uh, with regard to Josh Ernest's remarks about uh, the Russia hacking, this is just remarkable. That is breathtaking, she said. I guess he's auditioning to be a political pundit. What has Donald Trump been doing on Twitter? What has he been doing at his victory reality, uh, rallies? Kellyanne Conway is criticizing Josh Ernest for commenting on, you know, maybe the biggest story in the last 150 years. And and for this, he's being accused of, uh, of auditioning to be a political pundit. Donald Trump has been spending his victory rallies going over in fine point detail his reactions to uh, election night, to the Electoral College, to, I mean, he always does this. Donald Trump, all of his speeches, he's basically being a, a guest on uh, the O'Reilly Factor or something like that. Th- there is no bigger political pundit in the universe right now than Donald J. Trump. And, and Kellyanne Conway, this is just, this is, this is the madness of Kellyanne Conway. She really is. She really is a monster. She continued on by saying, that is disappointing to hear from the podium of the White House press secretary. So Kellyanne Conway giving decorum lessons to the current White House. Her boss just tweeted at Vanity Fair because ultimately Graydon Carter made fun of his tiny fingers. Right. And now he he made fun of his restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. But it's disappointing to hear, you know, something about Russia attacking our sovereignty from the White House press room. This is this is bad. This is disappointing. According to Kellyanne Conway, she went on to say, because he essentially stated that the president elect had knowledge of this, maybe even fanned the flames. And he did. We've we've got the quotes. We've got there's video. Donald Trump saying, hey, you know, maybe Russia should hack Hillary's emails and find those thirty three thousand emails that she deleted. Yep. Well, how is that not fanning the flames? It so is. Jesus Christ. It is. The Spinbot 3000. There it is. She also said, uh, quote, it's incredibly irresponsible. Again, the what amounts, I don't even know what her role is going to be in the White House, if anything. But the chief spokesman for not only Trump, Trump, the, the Trump campaign manager and now the chief spokesperson for the Trump transition is is chastising someone in the White House, the current White House, for being incredibly irresponsible. 
We are so through the looking glass. Do you believe it? Good God. And I wonder if his boss, she said, President Obama, agrees. Well, you know, Kellyanne Conway isn't this much of an idiot. Kellyanne Conway knows that the White House press secretary speaks for the White House, speaks for the president's opinion. That's what it's all about. The, the, the press secretary isn't just his own or her own rogue uh, a critic of what's happening in politics. They speak. That's their job, to speak for the White House. And the White House is the president. That's just how it works. Yeah. And Kellyanne Conway doesn't clearly doesn't understand any of that because that's what they're doing. They're, they're speaking to their ignoramus base, their gullible base. And that word gullible, that's one I'm going to be using a lot. So incredibly gullible. We have a, uh, a great bit of audio here, which we'll do after the break, from The Daily Show, in which uh, The Daily Show interviewed some Trump supporters out of, outside that Cincinnati rally that he had, that first victory rally that he yep. had a couple of weeks ago. I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. Who knows? <laughs> Keeping track of the tennis ball machine is not easy. So we're going to have audio of that, and that'll really, really illustrate uh, the gullible nature of these people who elected this crazy person. The president of the United States to stick us with this idiot. All right, we're going to take a uh, short break and come back with more show right after we talk about ah, Harry's Razors. All right, Harry's Razors for the holidays. We got 10 days to go before Christmas. Now's the time, folks. Now's the time if you want to get uh, the guy or gal on your list, something to shave their hair with. It's got to be Harry's Razors. Holidays are great, except when it comes to finding the right gift. Especially for men, or in the case of the, you know, women shave too. <laughs> Harry's razor is also good for women. For a guy's gift that's both personal and practical, I recommend uh, Harry's new limited edition shave set with a midnight blue chrome handle. You can even get that handle engraved with his or her initials. This limited edition gift set also includes three of Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges, each with a flex hinge, a lubricating strip, and a trimmer blade for those hard-to-reach areas. And Harry's Foaming Shave Gel that smells amazing all in a beautifully designed gift box for just 30 bucks, And for just $10, Harry's Starter Set. A great stocking stuffer and a great gift for yourself. I could stop here, but it gets even better. Because Harry's has partnered with the Bob and Chez Show for this holiday gift special. Five bucks off your order if you use the code BANDC when you check out. Uh, just use the code BANDC when you check out with the possibly engraved Midnight Blue Limited Edition gift set. You heard about it right here using our code at harrys.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. China. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. And uh, if you don't want to buy a uh, Harry's razor, and, and you probably should, uh, go to the Amazon link at bobseska.com and do all of your shopping at amazon.com. You can get uh, free shipping if you sign up for Amazon Prime, do fun stuff like that. And we get a small commission from everything you buy at amazon.com. It's your one-stop shop for holiday shopping. Uh, and it costs you nothing and helps support the show. Make sure to bookmark it. So you click the Amazon link, you go over to Amazon.com, the main page of Amazon, and you just make a favorite right there. Make a bookmark right there. And so you can easily get through the uh, Amazon link just through your bookmarks. Okay, uh, moving along with the show at this point, more uh, Russia hacking news uh, coming up here. But I want to play this Daily Show clip because this was just absolutely class. Great illustration of what's wrong with uh, with Trump voters. Uh, there were a couple of really pointed questions where they're just reversing themselves, right? Where they just say, "Well, yeah, here, look, 
Well, I just let's just play the audio. I'm not going to explain okay. it. Just play the audio. Lock her up? We're going to lock her up, of course. Of course. Uh, now, some people are saying she's a good person, shouldn't be prosecuted. Well, they're liars. Well, uh, that person is Donald Trump. Right, that's, one. that's it right there. That's yep. it. She's a good person. We shouldn't lock her up. No, well, that person's a liar. I said, well, that person's Donald Trump. And that's what I, Donald Trump actually said. We're not going to lock Neander, her up. These Neanderthals. And then they then they agree. Then they turn on a dime and say, well, yeah, of course, Donald Trump said that. And I totally agree. All right, let's continue here. At least we know Donald Trump's not going to stand for having Hillary's elitist New York bankers anywhere near the government. None of the bull. Except for bringing in some billionaire bankers. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, sure, sure. So some of that bull. Jesus. <laughs> so did you catch that? The guy said, well, at least he's not going to bring in the bankers and crap like that. And then the, the uh, Trump supporter said, yeah, none of that bullshit. And then he said, well, except for the Secretary of Treasury and, you know, uh, Steve Mnuchin and all these guys from uh, Goldman Sachs. And the guy's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's you got to do that. <laughs> what did you just hear yourself? Uh, yeah, this is Monta- completely, totally gullible. These people are snowed in. Sure. The Goldman Sachs guy, I mean, that is the swamp we want to drain. Sure. But also make Secretary of the Treasury. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the swamp we want to drain and also make Secretary of the Treasury. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, man. <laughs> freaking doomed. Yeah, we really are. We really are. And and see, the problem here, again, is that, and we can't underscore this enough, that um, this is different than any other presidential administration with a high degree, a high potential for scandal, is that his supporters are so brainwashed that they will literally go along with anything he does. They will find a way to rationalize any despotic thing that Donald Trump does from here on forward. But right now, uh, Donald Trump's approval rating is phenomenally low. We're getting all these numbers coming in. Thank God. Yeah. As it should be. But, I mean, we have to ask the question, does it even make a difference? Does it even matter anymore? I mean, we're in the post-reality, post-normalcy era. And I'm just every time I see something like this, I go, wow. And then I go, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does this even apply anymore? Does this even matter in, in Trump's America, the fact that um, Gallup just came out with new numbers yesterday showing that Donald Trump has the lowest uh, approval rating of any no, incoming it president. It doesn't matter to him. I mean, it does because he needs he needs a, um, a certain amount of um, adulation. You know, he needs the, the needs, love of people. But what capital. he'll do, what he'll do to avoid that, uh, to avoid this, avoid the kind of like, you know, uh, uh, public backlash is what he's doing right now, which is he'll continue to surround himself with the people who do, who do love him. And that's what, and he'll always do those victory rallies to project the idea that he is very popular. Exactly. And, and his staff will, of course, set him up with those because his staff can easily manipulate him just by talking on cable news or setting up an event for him right. to make him think things that aren't necessarily true or basically are never, ever, ever true. Yep. Here, I mean, here's his numbers according to Gallup, uh, and I'm going to put them in the context of previous uh, presidents, previous incoming presidents. Bill Clinton, 1992, December 18th through 20th, approve 67 percent, disapprove 15 percent. 
George W. Bush on the heels of the big recount. We did this with with uh, I think it was PPP the other day, but this is Gallup. George W. Bush, 2001, January 5th through 7th, approve 65%, disapprove 26%. That's pretty damn good, after, especially after that contentious election. Barack Obama, 2008, December 12th through 14th, 75% approval, 17% disapprove. Boy, how that changed. That changed a lot. And, and usually what happens is, you know, the trend is, is the approval number goes way down and the disapproved number goes way up. It happened with Bill Clinton, happened with George W. Bush, happened with Barack Obama, and it's going to happen with Donald Trump. Now, here's Donald Trump's numbers. Approve, 48%. Disapprove, 48%. So Barack Obama's disapproval at this point in his transition, 17%. Donald Trump's disapproval right now, 48%. 48%. It's like what? That's more than, uh, obviously more than double, almost more, almost triple Barack Obama's disapproval number. Double uh, George W. Bush's disapproval number. <laughs> uh, I mean, just, I mean, Bill Clinton comparatively, 15%, 48% for Trump. This is horrendous. But again, you know, does it really matter? Does it really matter these days? Do people really care? Are members no, of Congress paying attention? I don't think it matters at all. I, I think that we're living in in a post everything world. Yeah. Like you said, we're living in a post uh, a post to holding on to all the things that used to matter to us. World. That's exactly right. Everything has changed now. There, there's nothing to hold on to. You know, for example, with Obamacare, you know, people who have Obamacare insurance policies support Obamacare by like eighty six percent. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Here's presidential transition approval ratings by political party. Uh, Donald Trump has a 17% approval among Democrats. How is that possible? I guess those are the real moderates, the ones mm, who are like, mm, well, let's give him a chance. Uh, he's got a 46, 46% approval rating among independents, 86% among Republicans. Just by way of comparison, George W. Bush has an, had a 93% approval rating among Republicans at this point in his uh transition bill clinton had a 50 yeah, percent I mean, approval what, rating. Is like what happened to are, are we so this is, this is a stupid rhetorical question are we so divided and so fucked up that that we are past the point now where there is anybody who can be a centrist anybody who really can reach across the aisle and appeal to both sides so that you know what maybe you're not a hundred percent maybe you don't really love their politics totally but you don't think they're a bad person and you're like oh you know what i'm disappointed but i can wait out the four years i'll be okay yeah i don't think that's not the way we react to politics anymore no definitely not definitely not you can't look at a president anymore and go well i mean from the trump era forward you can't look at a president anymore and go well uh you know at least he's gonna be you know he's gonna be a president of all the people and he's not gonna do anything that's too far outside the mainstream i mean at this point anything goes <laughs> i said on the show on tuesday anything can happen with this guy i mean we have to be prepared for any eventuality you know i find myself remembering back to 2008 2009 2010 and uh very specifically, the Glenn Beck show on Fox oh, yeah. News Channel. And I remember how Glenn Beck was just raising, just leaning on the panic button every goddamn day about the incoming fascist dictatorship of Barack Obama. Hilarious. Hilarious. No justification whatsoever for that opinion. He was just doing it because that was, that was the thing that he decided. That, that became his bit, his brand. Basically, they were saying liberal fascism. 
even though it's a contradiction in terms. But that's what they were saying. Jonah Goldberg's book. Exactly. But now we have we have evidence that this is how Donald Trump is going to behave. We have quotes. We have uh, uh, historical experts. I mean, we have serious history and political wonks who are saying this exact thing. Guys like Richard Engel. Who's yeah. one of the most well-respected foreign correspondents in the history of the uh, of the modern press, warning about the Donald Trump dictatorship. This is very, very different than what happened eight years ago. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, historic trends and the Electoral College after we take a short break. A bunch of celebrities put together a uh, a video calling on the Electoral College to do the right thing uh, on Monday. It's mo- Monday, isn't it? Monday is the, uh, the electoral vote. I believe uh, the nineteenth, Monday. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to play that after a short break. Back with more show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Well, it's kind of weird to read this uh, this news story as I uh, listen to this music. <laughs> Which one? Well, the breaking news story from NBC News uh, from last night. U.S. officials, Putin yeah. personally involved in U.S. election hack. This is the uh, the NBC News exclusive from, uh, it was late last night. I, I saw it first reported on uh, the 11th hour of Brian Williams. This is William Arkin, Ken. and I love and I love that what they're doing now is the um, I love how in just in a, in a bit of just Orwellian, just mind exploding, hallucinatory awfulness, um, when somebody like Washington Post or NBC News says something um, that is anti-Trump, th- then his little followers go uh, fake news, fake news. This is the problem with fake news, fake news. Right, right. And we kind of saw that coming. We kind of saw the fact that they would take that fake news thing and run with it and turn it into, well, every legitimate news organization is now a fake news organization. I mean, that makes perfect sense. It's completely in line with everything they do. It's just it's a matter of projection. I mean, the conservative movement is all about projection. And here they're projecting big time. I mean, and Sean Hannity leading the charge, Alex Jones leading the charge. But it's not. It's not fake news. You know, it's like Donald Trump thinks this is just the Democrats screwing around this is like the democrats doing some rat f-ing. this is like a weird plot by the democrats this is coming from the u.s intelligence services this is coming from the cia 17 heads of the american intelligence community verify no they stated point blank now we didn't hear about it because of gate 
but they stated point blank that Russia is interfering in the American election by hacking into all of these places, the DNC and John Podesta, et cetera, et cetera. When you find out that that um, uh, someone uh, that that a foreign, a hostile foreign power basically worked to throw the election mm-hmm. to a certain person, yeah, and that person, that candidate is that candidate won, you throw that shit out, yeah, because that's not a fair victory. It genuinely is not. And it's and and it's also if you can prove it, it's also giving that hostile foreign power what it wants. Oh yeah, and you cannot under any circumstances let that happen. Yeah, this is about denying Vladimir Putin his yeah. end. How game. in the hell are we even having this conversation? Yeah, yeah, not a chance in hell. Other ca- other nations do this all the time. They redo the vote. Yep. They redo the vote. And, you know, I can see the wisdom in saying, well, we should have the, the regular transfer of power and then suss everything out because the transfer of power is really important to American democracy. I, You know, I understand that. But this is extraordinary what has happened yep. here. This is an extraordinary set of circumstances. And um, we're going we're gonna to talk about this in the context of the Electoral College here in a second. But, you know, you, you worry that they're going to that the Republicans are going to then turn around and use the same strategy and weaponize it and do it when it comes to something that they've made up. They'll come up with some story like, uh, well, Barack Obama uses gherkins in his tuna salad. So therefore, uh, we have to overturn the election. You know, crap like that. That's going to happen in uh, four or eight years. They're going to they're going to weaponize it against us. And that's something we need to be prepared for. But I mean, right as of now, this is the NBC News exclusive. Then we're going to get to this electoral college thing. U.S. intelligence officials now believe with, quote, a high level of confidence that Russian President Vladimir Putin became personally involved in the covert Russian campaign to interfere interfere in the U.S. presidential election. Senior U.S. intelligence officials told NBC News Two two senior officials with direct access to the information say new intelligence shows that Putin personally directed how hacked material from the Democrats was leaked and otherwise used. The intelligence came from diplomatic sources and spies working for U.S. allies, the official said. You know what this is? This is the CIA uh, drip, drip, dripping more damning information because Donald Trump has attempted to embarrass them on the international stage. The Don- Donald Trump, the incoming uh, president-elect, has decided to embarrass one of the most powerful prongs in the United States intelligence community. And you don't do that without repercussions. And he's directly attacked them. That statement where he attacked them for WMD and all that crap. Yeah. That is going to have repercussions. We need to be prepared for the fact that the CIA is going to continue leaking stories. And I just I wish they would leak the silver bullet that says, here's Donald Trump colluding with Vladimir Putin. That's the thing. That's the impeachable offense. That's going to force Donald Trump to step down. I mean, even the friendly Republicans in Congress who are uh, quietly, at least in a back doorway, supporting Donald Trump, but who will turn against him if this information comes out. So we have the Electoral College as a possibility. And uh, celebrities Martin Sheen, Richard Schiff, Deborah Messing, James Cromwell, B.D. Wong, Bob Odenkirk, uh, Moby, poor Loretta Swit. Did you see Loretta Swit? No. And uh, Mike, Loretta Swit, a plastic surgery victim. That's all. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Loretta Swit. And uh, Mike Farrell uh, put together this video calling on electors Great, to. A, a bunch of people that nobody in middle America will give a shit about. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they will. You know, I mean, middle America loves their celebrities. I mean, that's that's the th- that's the weird contradiction with middle America. They just they love their celebrities and they love their pop culture and they love their reality shows and things like that. Uh, I don't know if this is going to make it through, but 
you know, the electors are a different crowd. Middle Americans, maybe not, but electors who take their job seriously and who might go and, and Google uh, Federalist number 68 might actually agree with some of this. Here's, a, here's some of this uh, Celebrities Electoral College PSA. Republican members of the Electoral College, this message is for you. As you know, our founding fathers built the Electoral College to safeguard the American people from the dangers of a demagogue and to ensure that the presidency only goes to someone who is, to an eminent degree, endowed with the requisite qualifications. An eminent degree. Someone who is highly qualified for the job. Deborah Messing. The Electoral College was created specifically to prevent an unfit candidate from becoming president. There are 538 members of the Electoral College. That's B.D. Wong. You and just 36 other conscientious Republican electors can make a difference. By voting your conscience on December 19th. And thereby shaping the future of our nation. Bob Odenkirk. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. As you know, the Constitution gives electors the right to vote for any eligible person. Any eligible person, no matter which party they belong to. But it should certainly be someone you consider especially competent. Especially competent to serve as President of the United States of America. By voting your conscience, you and other brave Republican electors can give the House of Representatives the option to select a qualified candidate. Toby for the presidency. I stand with you. I stand with you. I stand with you. I stand with you in support and solidarity with conservatives, independents, and liberals. And all citizens of the United States. The American people trust that your voice speaks for us all. And that you, you will make yourself heard through the constitutional responsibility granted to you by Alexander Hamilton himself. What is evident is that Donald Trump lacks more than the qualifications to be president. He lacks the necessary stability. And clearly the respect for the constitution of our great nation. You have position. The authority. And the opportunity to go down in the books as an American hero. Who changed the course of history. And you have my respect. You have my respect. You have my respect. For your patriotism. And service to the American people. Unite for America. So this is completely necessary. Uh, yeah, it's great. It'll go absolutely nowhere. I mean, yeah, it'll go could, nowhere. You couldn't have assembled more, uh, a, a bigger, all it's missing is Tim Robbins. <laughs> assembled a, a bigger roster of like limousine liberals. I mean, you know, I'm not calling them that, but you know, the, the, the perfect sort of embodiment of the, uh, of the conservative boogeyman, the limousine liberal. I know. And it, you know, it's, but it's something that has to be done. It's something that has to be said, you know, and again, my only concern is, and of course I preface everything I say as far as forecasting and prediction goes. Anything goes, so who the hell knows? Uh, but uh, this is something that I'm, I'm really afraid the Republicans are going to use for a less necessary purpose in uh, sure. four or eight years, if that even happens. I mean, we don't we don't even know if Donald Trump's going to allow a, a successor. I mean, it's a it's entirely possible Donald Trump is just going to get to the end of uh, a couple of years and just appoint right. Iv- Ivanka or someone to take yeah. over for him. We we don't even know. I mean, I yep. saw I saw a horrifying photograph yesterday come down on my uh, Twitter feed, and on the surface, it didn't look horrifying. It was just Donald Trump meeting in a uh, conference room with a bunch of people, a bunch of uh, staffers, and things like that. And his kids were all there. Yep, all sitting oh, yeah. on the table. That's what dictators do. I mean, we use the uh, 
we use the names Uday and Kuse to joke about Donald Trump and his two weirdo kids, his two sociopathic boys, uh, Eric and uh, Patrick. Patrick, Bates. Yep. And, but it, this actually applies. This is what Saddam Hussein did. This is a lot of uh, dictators end up doing. They surround themselves with family to watch their backs because, well, you know, Julius Caesar and the Roman Senate and backstabbing, literally the watch your back kind of thing is, uh, <laughs> yep. is appropriate in that, uh, in that context. So that's uh, so. This is like this is a way for Donald Trump to guarantee that uh, a bunch of other uh, uh, normals don't come up and uh, try to oust him. And it's all it's all indicative of a very very dangerous trend. Yep, it's yep. true. We're at the threshold of hell. We really are. Post mortem show coming up next. After party tomorrow. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again on Tuesday, folks. Bye bye. China!